Inquisitive Nobody. I am your host, Martini Jean. This is where I discuss things from matters of the heart to the heart of the matter and share my perspective, even though our perspectives might not be shared. So we are going to talk about once again, Married at First Sight. This is another recap. This is, I believe, episode four titled, What Happened Last Night? So yeah, we're definitely going to be talking about that. Um, Okay, so where we last left off, everybody went to their rooms, the married couple, and, you know, the the big question is, oh, is anybody going to have sex or not, and all that stuff, Uh, but uh, the next morning happened, oh, wait, hold on, let's see, see, I'm all getting ahead of myself, so um, they, they show, okay, so we're going with Amelia and Bennett, so Amelia asks Bennett to untie her untie her dress untie her dress and there's like a really elaborate knot I forgot what type of knot it was so Bennett's like okay fine I'll I'll do that so Bennett starts untying it and Amelia starts doing this humming weight music you know how like Jeopardy is. it wasn't the Jeopardy theme but you know the Jeopardy theme something like that she starts humming it to herself and then Bennett jumps in and starts humming along but starts you know, adding stuff to the hum. So while he's undying this dress of hers, uh, the wedding dress, they're having like this hum jam. And it's freaking crazy because it's like, yo, how can this couple not be more perfect? Um, She's like banging on the glass and the telephone with the ice cube tongs, you know, trying to make a, trying to make a beat. It's like, ding, 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 ding. And then, like, and you know, she's like, hmm, 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 all this stuff, and I'm just like, wow, this is crazy. They're they're way, they're way too good with each other, and that's freaking great. So, she gets the dress off. He he puts on a p he puts on his PJs, but oh, but this is very different because he's actually wearing a mustard colored dress on. Because at first, when he put it on, I was like, man, that's a really long shirt, you know, like. Uh, undershirt but no it was a full-blown like simple dress and she comes out I mean she went to the bathroom to uh change and then she comes out wearing like a lumberjack onesie I think green and black plaid lumberjack onesie and then they go to bed and I was just like what he's wearing a dress all right whatever I mean this is par for the course for Bennett, man, <laughs> you know, so, and of course with her, uh, lumberjack PJs is, is freaking crazy, but Amelia looks so cute dressed down. I really like when she's just, just dressed down herself and without her glasses. Well, I mean, with or without her glasses is, is, uh, either or, but she looks really cool. And for some reason, and this is me showing my age, but she really gives me for the people who will get this, you'll get it. So she just remind when I see her dressed down and without her glasses, with her wild, wild, unkept hair, she reminds me of like Sophie B. Hawkins, <laughs> the uh, 80s, 90s singer. And if you don't know who I'm talking about, obviously you can look up the name. But with her, her two, her two big songs are "Damn, I Wish I Was Your Lover" that came out in 1992. And as I lay me down to sleep is 1994. And that's the song that I always hear when they do like a montage of her that she's just chilling. I feel like while she's walking, I can absolutely hear that song 
in the background. And if you know that song of what I'm talking about, you know what I'm talking about. <laughs> so she's really cool. They're both freaking awesome. Let's move on to Olivia and Brett. So, um, <laughs> of course, again, they just met each other, so they really don't know their quirks and red flags or anything like that. So Brett finds out super quick that Olivia doesn't like suitcases on the bed because he started he put a suitcase on the bed, started taking his clothes out. And she was like, oh, my God, please, 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 just 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 one thing. Just I don't like suitcases on the bed and stuff. So I completely understand that. I mean, if I'm conscious of it, I won't put suitcases on the bed. But at the same time, I'm like, let me just put that on here. <laughs> just take all my stuff out. But I but I completely get it because she says that, you know, the suitcase usually it goes on an adventure with all this muck and mud and dirt and all that stuff. And you're putting that on the bed itself and all that muck and etc gets on the bed so i completely understand get it i get it i got it good and she gives um olivia says that brett checks all checks most of her boxes he has great biceps he's handsome and he has a nice butt and she's you know she giggles um and brett thinks olivia is has an incredible smile she's has she has an excellent figure she's very feminine and has a sense of grace about her. And those are very good qualities. And I completely see. And again, I told you from the beginning that Olivia was my boo. And from seeing these qualities, I I adhere to that. I, I think a lot of men would want a woman that has all those qualities. Now, again, that doesn't mean that that woman is perfect. You know, but um, or she won't turn out to be um like hell on earth or something like that but from the from the get-go i think a lot of people a lot of men will like those qualities in a woman and i know sometimes women get a little agitated because they're like oh excellent figure you want me you want me to be thin or you know very feminine well i'm not so feminine why does a woman have to be feminine and all that stuff and it's not even about that it's just that like look we're just attracted to that okay like damn (laughs) like I'm I'm pretty sure that you can find somebody just the way that you are. You know, it's okay. But I think from the get-go, when a guy hears that, they're like, oh, yeah, I definitely want that. Let me see who that is. And I don't think necessarily women should um, be mad at that. You know, that doesn't, that doesn't necessarily mean, you know, with an excellent figure, even though Olivia is thin, that doesn't necessarily mean that you have to be thin to have an excellent figure. Like, again... I've talked about Tess Holiday on this podcast, and I think she's attractive. You know, there's other um, plus-size models that I like, too. And I, I like thin models, too, or quote-unquote, you know, well, I don't want to say normal, but you know you know what I mean. Like, not plus-size models. I, I like whoever, you know. So, um, yeah, I, I think you're fine, like, just the way that you are. And I don't think if you hear the, these attributes, you should take offense to them because you think, you might not fit these categories where you just might. You know, you just don't need to jump to conclusions or assumptions. That's it. Um, so there's them. Christina and Henry. Oh, boy. Here we go. <laughs> you know how you guys know how I feel about Christina. I do not like her one bit. Um, but uh, so they open up the scene with her, and she says that she wants to, she wants Henry to make her feel wanted, make her feel desired, and I would reciprocate with that with him. And 
I get it. I know women want to feel all those things. I get it. I get it. But again, I don't know. It just feels that she wants everything to be her, her. like on her, for her, by her. You know, it's just like, calm down. But I will give her this, though. I will definitely give her this. Henry is making it very, very hard uh, to root for him. He's making it very, very hard to root for him because this man is super, super shy and awkward, okay? Like, he is just socially awkward. Every time that they try to speak to each other, it's just quiet moments. And I know sometimes the editing in these shows, they'll trick they'll trick you and have you think that that there's a bigger moment that's happening than what there is, and I totally get that. But no, uh, <laughs> like... Some of these moments are just cringeworthy because he's so quiet and it's not even that he's quiet. He's just not in the moment and he says very little things and he's just he doesn't again. He has a he has an issue with looking at her straight in the eye. Well, then again, he kind of well, he's actually worse with I don't know. I don't want to say women, but he's worse with people as opposed to talking to the confessional because then he he looks at the camera head on or he looks at when they have to do the diary cam which is pretty much you know you recording yourself on your phone he does a great job then but when he has to talk to Christina or um Christina's family and we'll get to that uh, later he always just looks down or he looks to the side. He can't really like look at you. And I know that I don't want to say it's a nervous tick, even though that's probably the best way to describe it. He has said that he has an issue with eye contact. And I don't know where that stems from. I remember watching something and uh, I, I watching a um, another uh, recap uh, video on YouTube of, of this episode. And they were saying that they believe that he probably might be on the spectrum, that he might be slightly autistic, but I have yet to hear something like that in the show. I'm not saying that he doesn't have it or that he does, but that has not been revealed, but it's definitely something. I don't think it's necessarily all the way shyness because he's eventually going to have to, well, as time goes on, that shyness is going to go away because now you're familiarizing yourself with this person. So, um, I, I think it's a little bit more than that. I think that he just like he just can't for whatever reason. But we'll we'll see later in the later episodes. But yeah, he is he is absolutely shy, and um, it stinks because even though I do not like Christina, she is trying. And he is making it extremely hard because she's trying to grasp at anything to have a normal conversation with this person. And he makes it awkward. And And I believe that he can just have a, just a good conversation. It doesn't need to be elaborate because for me personally, I, I abhor and I loathe small talk. I'm not saying I need to talk about the ends of the universe or something like that, but if you hook me with something that I want to talk about, not necessarily a subject that I have an expertise in, but it's just that, you know, give me, give me something interesting to talk about and I'm there. But like, if we're going to have, try to have small talk, it's, 
not interesting to me. But I understand that small talk needs to happen to get to those big talks. And so I grit and bear it when it happens. Oh, I remember when I went to my first my first and last speed dating event uh, maybe two years ago, I believe. And I'll, uh, I'll probably revisit that sometime during this podcast, uh, this podcast's existence. But yeah, I had to speak to uh 30 women and speak to 30 women in three minute intervals and all you have is small talk and it was horrendous not the event itself the event was pretty fun and there were some pretty cute chicks out there but i didn't get a single number but that's fine that's neither here nor there even though i'm still heard about it but um yeah it was hard small talk was extremely hard because you only have three minutes. So how are you going to get to those big juicy points of dialogue? You know, it, it, it's hard. But Henry needs to do a better job because he is messing things up. But anyway, and, and also he's, I don't want to say delusional. That's That's not nice. But he's not reading the room because every time he has these quiet talks and all that stuff, they go back to him in the confessional and he's like, yeah, I think uh, I think things are going well. I really get along with her and we have these great conversations. And it's like, bro, you don't speak. Why do you think that things are always going well? They're not. But there's that. Uh, ho- ho- hopefully things work out between them. So next couple, Karen and Miles. So a cool thing is, again, uh, th- this season is the first time in the show's 11 season history that two friends were picked to be on the show um i remember maybe i think it was season nine if you guys follow the show do you remember amber uh amber i think she was from season nine again i I get my seasons mixed but not the names so amber she almost got on the show no no she did get on the show but she almost got on the show with her friend i don't know what his name was but but um he didn't get on the show because um amber got on the show and you can't know who you're you might be paired with you know so he didn't make it but she did and she had a a a horrible marriage you know she she had an extremely horrible marriage yeah so they never they like they you can you can't have uh you can't have you can't be friends and be the opposite sex because then you might end up with your friend and they don't want that to happen. But with this one, it's uh, Woody and Miles. They know each other and they're the same sex, so it's fine. So uh, that was really cool that I thought that they did that. So, so Miles, no, I'm sorry, yeah. So Miles is chilling with Karen, right? So Karen and Miles, they're chilling in their um in their room right and he miles gets a knock on the door and he's like what the hell is going on so he looks he looks through the people and he's like oh man so he sees woody and amani on the other side so it's like it's i don't know it's just really cool to have that um that you don't have a complete stranger with you to experience this whole thing like it it'd be so cool like if i was to go on that show i would love to have my best friend be on that show with me so I could be like, oh, so I could, ha- so I could you know, lean on his sh- shoulder and he can lean on mine and we can just have fun 
so it's it's really cool that Miles and Woody have that. So Woody and Imani come in, and he's like, "Yeah, man, I already, Woody's like, man, I already saw you, man. Where's your wife at?" <laughs> so <laughs> they go into the room, and Karen is like sleepy as all hell, but she sees everybody, and of course, she already knows Imani because they've uh, met each other. Be- all the uh, uh, the brides have met each other before, so she's getting reacquainted with her, and Woody's introducing himself to Karen and. Miles, of course, is introducing himself to Imani. So they're all cool. They're all having fun, all that good stuff. And they just wanted to just meet each other. And then Woody's like, all right, man, I'll see you later. Just uh, get out of your hair. And then he leaves and Miles is just chilling. And Karen seems like she's having like a little headache. So she's like, can you rub my feet? And then he's like, all right, cool. So he rubs her feet and then she's like, I'm going to sleep in my wedding dress. It's like, okay. And then Miles just takes, Miles just goes to the, uh, how you say it? To the, well, I guess to the end of the bed and takes her foot, starts uh, massaging it. And then he takes a pillow and he puts his head down and like lies down there while he's like kneeling at the end of the bed, rubbing her feet. He puts a pillow there because he's tired too, quote unquote. <laughs> so, I mean, I, okay, that's fine, Karen. You know, you, oh, fine. <laughs> you know, I, I, I don't like Karen as well, but um, yeah. So, I don't know. She, she just gets on my nerves. But let's move on to Amani and Woody, where um, um, Amani, uh, warns Woody that, well, actually, she's warning us the audience saying that you know this is gonna be the first time that i'm with my husband and i have all this makeup on and and this is the first time he's gonna see me without it so she kind of gets like nervous but she's like hey if this is supposed to be real then this is he has to see me as the real me and in my head i'm like man that kind of stinks that women do feel that way and i'm definitely pinning this to the side because i do want to have a full-blown episode about this hopefully with a guest more, more, not even hopefully with a guest i i want to have a guest on here for this episode so hopefully i'll be able to find one but yeah the topic is going to be the makeup stuff you know like are women using it as an accessory or as a crutch to hide themselves from their real selves you know because she got all scared and like oh my god like i don't know well how he's gonna think but when she took it off she pretty much looked exactly the same now there are women out there who are using david copperfield type tricks and black magic to make themselves look completely different from how they normally look and that's not at least to me that is not cool you don't do that because i because it looks like i'm dating two people you know and that's no (laughs) it's like we don't need that we don't need that whatsoever so um so yeah so she so she gets all scared he she comes out and he's like oh whatever like (laughs) it's like i'm good so it's it's good to see that um he's cool with however she looks and more dudes need to be like that too but again more women don't need to play the who am i game 
<laughs> you know, once we, once you take off uh, the makeup, that that's not cool. But um, so they they get into bed, but well, before they get into bed, Woody's like, um, would you rather? Uh, Woody wants to sleep by the door just in case anybody needs to, um, because he's like, in case I need to whip anybody's ass, and she's like, oh, you know, that's cool, that's cool with me. You know, he got some woman points on that, and I get that. You know, trying to show his chivalry and all that good stuff. But then at the same time, it's like, bro, I just met you, man. It's like, I, you want me to die for you now too? <laughs> you know, like, yeah, 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 yeah. I'm, I'm, what's it called? I'm your uh, husband and stuff. But I don't know if you're cool like that for me to give up my life for you, literally, after I met you five hours ago. You know, but I guess cool on Woody. <laughs> and, and I know that's a really big thing um you know like the sleeping where the man sleeps to the door or where the guy um if a if a man and a woman are walking down the uh, the highway or something like that well geez not a highway my goodness but um, down the street the guy is supposed to be where the the guy is supposed to be on the side where the oncoming traffic is just in case like a car comes like he gets hit first like why do we need to sacrifice our lives <laughs> like i don't understand well why why are all the or or when the ship is going down men and children go first but the dude gotta die it's like why why are we in life and death situations what is with that like oh my god like man <laughs> so like so what okay so i die now and you're like oh man he was a good guy and then now you go and date somebody else <laughs> i was a great guy but he's dead now so i'm gonna go chill with somebody else like why why, <laughs> why do we need to die <laughs> I, don't, I don't understand <laughs> we need to put our lives up this is how this is how expendable men are okay everything that we got to do has to be we have our life depending on it and that's horrible <laughs> but anyway um back to amelia and bennett they're kind of flirting at well as bennett calls it they're kind of quote-unquote flirting because they're switching glasses because they both have glasses on and so they're trying to see if the other can see with their prescription on <laughs> and to us it's like okay um sure but to them it's flirting and it's great because again it it you know well no pun intended but you have to see through their lens you know they're like this is to them this is kind of flirting and they're both enjoying it it's it and it's the thing that i like it there it's just so it's just so freeing to see them as they are and i forgot to talk about this in the last episode or maybe i did but i'll say it again um, the reason why I totally like them is because the way that Amelia just talks about Bennett, you know, saying that he's so brave and he's so awesome and he's such a cutie pie. But when you see Bennett, any typical girl would be like, uh, you know, what's, what's like, no, <laughs> you know what I mean? And, but she sees him as like this god. Well, not a god. I shouldn't say that. But like just just a hunk, and I freaking love it. Like people, she is looking at Amelia is looking at Bennett like a girl would look at Michael B. Jordan. You know what I mean? Like that's how she sees Bennett, and that's I love that. And it's not like it's a delusional thing or like 
the movie from like Shallow Hal with um with uh, uh Gwyneth Paltrow and Jack Black. You know, no. It's not like she it's not like it's not that she thinks Bennett is like Michael Jordan. Uh Michael B. Jordan. She sees the nerdiness. She sees the quirkiness. And she appreciates that as much as somebody else would appreciate Michael B. Jordan's like biceps or something. And that's what I like. That's what I love. You know? And the thing that I hate is that all these women, you know, that that I've seen personally and that I've gone through Twitter and stuff, and they're like, oh, look at Amelia Bennett. Oh, it's so awesome. Oh, Bennett's so cute. Bennett's so great. And I'm like, you know what? Shut up. Because you would never, you would never go out with a Bennett. I don't know why you're Google gogging over him because you would never go out with a Bennett. But you would definitely go out with a Brett. And the way that Brett is a douche, well, at least in the other episodes, not so much now, and we'll talk about that later, you would be like, ugh, yeah, I've gone out with a Brett before, and that's the difference. Women out there would never go out with a Bennett, but they have gone out with someone like Brett, and that's the difference. That's the difference, and this is what I hate. <laughs> you know, this is what I hate. You'll you'll want you'll want that love. You'll want that Amelia and Bennett love, but you'll never go out with a Bennett. But you've gone out with multiple Bretts. So there's that. Do with that information what you will. <laughs> or not even information, just opinion. You know, so there's that. But to go on, uh, yeah, so they're flirting, and yeah, so, and they go back to the dress. She's like, oh, like, do you always wear a dress to bed? And he's like, I always prioritize comfort over everything. So, hey, if it if he's comfortable wearing a freaking dress to bed, go ahead, man. Go ahead, Bennett. Do your thing. <laughs> um, so with, cause with, Christina and Harry. Um, uh, this is he. I remember talking with a friend of mine, and he was saying that I was being, uh, judgy. We'll say judgy with Christina, and that I wasn't thinking correctly. And he was saying that, oh no, I think she's just being very honest, and that uh, I think you're 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 judging her too too harshly and i think she's a good person and i'm like all right okay you know i'm sticking to my guns and gosh darn it thank goodness i did because they get she gets to sit in the confessional and she's like you know my most favorite thing that i discovered about henry is that he has really cool friends that seem to really like me what (laughs) excuse me so the thing the the favorite thing that you found out about your husband is that he has friends that think you're cool and like you and yo let's break this down okay let's 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 repeat this quote my my most favorite thing i discovered about henry is that he has really cool friends that seem to really like me this quote needs to be broken down three ways, okay? One, you, you, that's not even 
the coolest thing that you can say about your husband. You're like, you didn't say a damn thing about husband, uh, your, uh, your husband. You just said something about his friends. Okay. That's one thing that, and you're happy that they like you. So you're selfish. You didn't even talk about your husband. You talk, you found a way to talk about you. That's one. Two, they don't even like you. And that is the deceitfulness of the woman. <laughs> like, do you see that? They they presented themselves in such a way that you think that they like you. When they trashed you, both of them, Trishel and Kristen, they trashed you in their own little drunken confessional saying that they're judgmental of people, of women who do this show. And Kristen doesn't even respect your marriage. She respects, she respects the marriage. No, she respects the marriage, but she doesn't respect the relationship. This is what she said. And you think, uh, Christina, that they like you? No, they don't. Like, what? <laughs> oh, my goodness. This is what I'm talking about when people think that, like, well, how come you don't like Christina? This is why I don't like Christina, because she's self-centered. All she thinks about is her. Like, this is all she thinks about. And and, and she wants to, she wants to uh, have this marriage as, like, I don't know, as, as a trophy, as something to show. Like, yes. And she wants it to run on automatic. I remember saying this quote before or, or like this anecdote before in the last podcast, I believe, where I heard this from some place. I forget where it was, and I was too lazy to look for it again. But essentially, they say that women think that marriage is retirement. You know, they get you get married. You know, they, they believe that they worked themselves to this position. And then now they get to reap the benefits and reap and reap the rewards. Like I'm done. I finished it. I, I goal. I passed the finish line. Give me all my shit. You know, and this is this is how I feel Christina is. You know, she's you know, gone through hell and back and whatever. So boom. Um I deserve this I deserve this wedding. I deserve this marriage. And give me all my shit. You know? Give me, you know, uh, validate me, validate my beauty, validate my intelligence, validate my existence. It's like, no, you're going to have to work for some shit. Sorry. The work has just begun in a marriage. Nothing is automatic. You know, so uh, I don't know. Like this, the, 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 my most favorite thing that I discovered about Henry is that he has really cool friends that seem to really like me. What? <laughs> this is the most awesome discovery that you found your most favorite thing about your husband that's crazy that that's freaking crazy anyway back to Karen and Miles so um so I have here that oh yeah we found out that she got sick off of something so they slept on complete opposite sides of the bed Karen and Miles and she sees that you know she you know he's a gentleman and stuff like that but at the same thing at the same time uh i don't want him to be a pushover either you know cuz she's right now i mean again i understand they don't really know each other but 
she's like treating him as a friend and i don't mean they they don't need to be all like lovey-dovey and stuff like that but she really guards herself especially the way that she uh maneuvers herself in her her sleeping positions too like you know that uh that long ass like lumbar pillow you know that really long like round one like she'll use that as like a shield between him and her so he doesn't even think about coming her way and trying to hug her and hold her even you know even to cuddle she's like nabi you know she'll just like I'm, I'm going to bed i'm sick you know she'll like say it like that and he's like oh okay because like what what can you do you, what are you gonna do you can't do anything after that so he's just like okay so yeah i, I hope she doesn't keep continuing to do that or she's gonna miss out on a good guy so let's keep going uh so oh yeah so now this is the part this this is the part where we're up to where oh wait hold on let's let's you know what let's let's take a little break let's take a little break and uh, we'll be right back in the, and we'll talk about the portion of where the um where the couples start to have brunch with their significant others families all right all right we'll be right back on the inquisitive nobody Alright, this welcome back to the Inquisitive Nobody. Alright, so we left off with Karen and Miles. They have each gone to their in-laws. So we'll go with Miles first. He's having brunch with Karen's family. And the dad is uncomfortable with the filming process, so he so you don't see him there, but you see the brother-in-law of Miles and the sister-in-law of Miles, which is the sister of Karen. And the mom is there too. And the mom is asking Miles, you know, what are you going to do to have my daughter's back? And what are you going to do to take care of her? And all this stuff. And and I get the mom's, like, third degree. But at the same time, your daughter is 30. And from what I've seen from the matchmaking thing, she was, li- she was living on her own. She was doing fine. So I don't like the fact that the mom was coming in as like to say what are you gonna do to like you know i don't know to like lift her from the ground or something like that well no i i need i don't shouldn't even say that like let me say the other way care uh miles should be in addition to karen's life not the inception of it or the creation of it karen had a life before Okay, she's she lived on her own. She was she was with some guy for five years, you know, like she was on her own. She was chilling. So I don't see why the mom is saying that, like, why, you know, you need to be everything for my daughter. It's like, no, like she she has a life. She's a grown woman. Miles is Miles is an addition to Karen's life, not the beginning of it not the creator of it just because miles is here now doesn't mean that now he has to feel the brunt of her life you know like 
okay, sure, he's he could be a provider, blah, 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 you know, the whole stereotypical stuff. But if Karen never came on this show, she would still be living on her own as a grown adult with a adult job, <laughs> you know? So she doesn't need a man. And I don't mean it in the she don't need no man type of way, but she has a life of her own. Miles should be the addition to her life, not he he shouldn't have to provide Karen with with a life. That's the thing that I'm trying to say. And Karen's mom is all like, yeah, what are you going to do to have her back and all this stuff? It's like, whoa, whoa, whoa. Like, damn. Like, what are you going to do to take care of her? She's been taking care of herself. Why I got to take care of her? (laughs) You know, I'll be there for her. And make sure that she's, you know, wanted and all that stuff. But, like, to take care of her and all that stuff. Like, I mean, I get what she means. I, I get it. But still, Karen had a life before Miles. My, and Miles should just be an addition to it. But, okay, I don't know. Um. So, uh, yeah, she just warns. She just warns. Karen. Uh, Karen's mom warns Miles that. You know, she doesn't like this procedure, but she's serious about it. And I just hope that you don't disappoint us and all that stuff. And listen, mom, I will put money on it that Karen is going to be the one that disappoints you. Okay, not Miles. (laughs) It's going to be her. So you need to watch your daughter, not your new son. Okay, let's 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 do that. Because she she talks about her like Karen is like coddled and that she can do no wrong. She's been doing wrong since the first episode. Okay? So there's that. Okay, Karen's mom, you need to you need to watch your daughter. So But Karen does Karen's mom does approve of Miles since talking to him because she finds out that he's into uh he deals with kids and so does Karen and you know she hears the similarities so that's that's good so and dad is still on the fence Uh, Karen's dad is still on the fence about it but Karen's mom is she's she's almost on board she at least likes Miles she I think she still hates the whole procedure and process but she does like Miles and that's what matters um, so Karen goes to see Miles. Miles is a parents and family. Um, and she has a, I don't know. She, uh, I guess it's a bad. It's a her situation is bad just because I don't know why, but the Miles's parents keep shitting on their son. It's like, it, well, indirectly because the dad is like, yeah, he's he's sensitive. And the mom is like, yeah, he's a mama's boy, and um, he's my heart. And if you if you can't handle him, then you can just you know leave, and I'll pick up the slack. And it's like, fam, uh, I mean, yeah, he's still twenty six, but I mean, he's grown. <laughs> you know, maybe not as grown as Karen, but I mean, come on, he's he's okay. He might not be grown, but he ain't a baby. Can can we at least agree on that? The man is not a baby, so I don't know why you guys are treating him as such. I don't, I, I don't I don't get it. But yeah, they say he's very sensitive and he wants to please the people 
and he wants to please the people he cares about and he gets disappointed if he can't reach those goals which i completely understand because that's me and again that's why i relate to miles and bennett the most and that's why i'm going to name my son miles bennett gene <laughs> you know no i'm not gonna do that but that's you know that i i i agree with what they're saying but at the same time you're i believe you're making him look worse in front of his wife because yeah you might know the real him or i guess the him that you have always seen in him but i'm sure he's a different per i know he's a different person when he's not in front of you guys everybody is no one is no one is the same in front of their parents like please if i um went like and hung out with my friends i am a complete person than when i come back home and then i you know i shrink down you know like mario like you know when you get hit by anything you know because that's when i feel like ah i feel like i'm a kid again and i want to like break out of this 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 cocoon you know and i want to break out and just be myself like i'm more myself when i'm out of my parents peripheral definitely um but yeah like i don't know why the parent miles's parents just keep not ragging on him but making him seem less manly in front of his wife because I'm, I'm sure she's collecting all that information to be like all right you know i mean remember she already thinks that he's soft we don't need to and he is soft <laughs> but we don't need to drill that in her head because it's gonna bite him in the ass and again i am an advocate for people who are sensitive okay because i'm a sensitive individual myself but i don't consider being sensitive a bad thing but a lot of women do because they want a strong stoic dude who's who has a little bit of sensitivity like just just a smidge nah i'm all sensitive all right and you're gonna have to deal with that if you do with me but that doesn't mean that i'm a bitch <laughs> you know i am sensitive but that does not mean i'm a bitch that's the difference but yeah i don't like the parents just uh, almost emasculating miles in front of his wife i mean yeah in front of his wife it's i don't know it's 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 i don't like it but we go so we move on to amelia and bennett um so Amelia goes to see Bennett's parents and sister. Um, and Amelia, um, has, she's put in a residency in Virginia. And wait, was that it? Oh, no, no, I'm sorry. They go see Bennett first. My apologies. They go see Bennett first. And yeah, Amelia puts in a residency because she's a doctor to to possibly have a job in virginia and they asked bennett are you cool with that because bennett has always been a new orleans boy this is where he's from and he says that we're gonna have to cross that road when we get there but he is open to it so that, that i mean that's good because it is a interesting topic to bring up especially when you don't even I mean, you've only met the person 16 hours ago and now you're all of a sudden talking about moving and stuff. It's it's very jarring. But also, 
I know a lot of people, if you're in a relationship and, and you do move in with each other, that moving is a part of it. And that, yes, maybe you can't satisfy both partners and one partner has to move because the other person found work and that other place might be far away from anybody that you know could be far away from family you know and that sometimes that's hard because you're sacrificing your life for this other person and some sometimes people don't want to do that or sometimes people can't do that or sometimes people refuse to do that they're like no I'm not leaving this town. This is where I'm from. I'm going to die here. Or I can't, you know, my mom lives down the street. She helps us with the kids. I can't move anywhere far. Or like, I, you know, I just can't do it. You know, so I, I, I completely understand that moving thing. I have, I have not experienced that. So I don't know. I, I don't. I don't think I'm opposed to just moving someplace, but I don't want to move to like some like weird at, I don't want to go to like Idaho. <laughs> you know what I mean? No, no offense to all the Idaho people, but like I'm, I'm in New York state. So just to just go just finally to another seems very odd to me, you know, that I have to just go someplace completely different. Although, I wouldn't be opposed to moving to San Diego. San Diego's nice. San Diego has a San Diego is very friendly. I I've only I went there in 2008. So that was, what 12 years ago, Jesus, 12 years ago. And I went there for San Diego Comic-Con. And that was the first comic I think that was either the first or second Comic-Con that I've ever been to in my entire life. And that Comic-Con was crazy because anybody who has gone to San Diego Comic-Con knows that it is a event. It is so huge. It's large. The That convention center is huge and there's so many people who are dressed up in cosplay. The weather is beautiful. So while I, I went there with two friends of mine and while we we're walking we probably walked a half a mile or maybe like a fourth of a mile or whatever. It wasn't, it, the, the walk wasn't that bad at all. So we were walking and just so many people, not not even going to Comic-Con, just the residents, the residents while we were passing their house or the business, they're all like, oh, hey, how are you? How you doing? I'm like, did you say hi to that person? And they're like, no, I didn't. Like, they started it. It's like, wow, this is so, this is awesome. So many people are nice because it, it's jarring for New Yorkers because New Yorkers don't give a fuck about you, <laughs> you know? Use they'll they'll run into you they'll hit your shoulder and while you're walking down New York City you can't say randomly hi to people the one they're not even paying attention to you and two they'll probably curse you out and I know from experience okay so it's not like oh man why is he giving New Yorkers a bad name shut up I've I've lived in New York for forty years okay <laughs> so I mean I live I live in the suburbs but I go to the city and y'all are rude <laughs> okay so let's not even front like i'm giving you guys a bad name oh my god no i'm not i'm descript i am quite accurately being very descriptive of, of you guys so there's that um but yeah so i i don't know about moving to like some random ass place but you know i i don't think i'm opposed to moving in general so i i i understand 
Bennett's, uh, I wouldn't say dilemma, but his 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 growing issue because I believe it's going to be a growing issue in the upcoming episodes. But anyway, Olivia and Bennett. So Olivia goes to see Bennett's brothers. You know the freaking the. <laughs> not douchey guys but they're just i don't know they like they're not pompous but they're so like i don't know just just calm down guys you know they're like so like not hoity-toity either but i don't know they're they're just like they're so sarcastic all the time and it's just like guys we don't need to do this (laughs) you know we don't need to do this all the time um but uh yeah, and they're like, "Oh, you know, we internet stalked you, and nobody said anything but great things." So you're like, "You're you're cool with us," um, and they and they ask her, they ask Olivia, "What do you think about kids?" Because they, I, I believe Brett wants to have kids, and she was saying that she's kind of indifferent, but she wants to be selfish for a little while before, uh, before they start having them, even if they're even if that's in the cards. So she she doesn't really know. So I was like, all right, you know, that's cool. I mean, that at least that's honest. At the same time, I don't know, man. For me, I would not like hearing that because I definitely want kids. Again, I don't know if that is even a smart thing because it's like I don't know if I'm gonna be a good dad. I don't know if I can be if I could prepare myself to be a good father. But I do want. What I mean to say is, just because I want kids doesn't mean that I should have them that's what i mean you know just because some people want kids like that doesn't mean that they're ready to take care of them or stuff like that so i'm i'm i am deathly scared to be a father uh that's why i use condoms (laughs) you know and that's not an ad that's just the truth i love condoms and more people should so yeah i don't i don't know uh with i would not like to hear that answer saying like i'm indifferent if if i'm and that's the experience that I'm getting when I go to uh, OkCupid and I'll see that it'll say, you know, oh, uh, I don't know, let's say just Olivia. Like Olivia, 35 years old, um, doesn't want, wait, no, doesn't have kids, but might want them. You know, I don't like that. That I understand that that's an option, but what does that mean? Like, am I supposed to convince you to have kids? <laughs> you know, I don't want to convince anybody to have kids. Like I want you to be already like, yes, I want children, you know? And, and I have seen that in some, um, in some, uh, selections on IQ Cupid. So that's good. Those are the ones that I lean more towards, but I don't like the, I might want them. And I'm not saying that a woman can't, have that decision you you can have that decision what you want like yeah if you want to put i might want to have kids go right ahead but i'm not swiping right on you just because i need you to be definitive in that answer i don't want you to be ho-hum like mm, maybe mm, i don't know like it, it changes every day Mm-mm. like if you want to have kids let's go if you don't that's fine but i'm not going out with you you know I, because me I want to have kids. So that's probably like the one, not red flag, but the one pin note, just like, ding, like mm, Olivia, mm, you're awesome. I like you a lot, but I want you to be more uh, definitive. Now I understand her thing. I understand that 
once kids are here, your life is pretty much shot. <laughs> you know, you can't do nothing. You know, until they're a little bit older. So I understand her not wanting kids now because she wants to be self, uh, selfish, and do things with her husband and go on adventures and all that stuff. That I understand if you want to put kids on hold to have them later. But still, I need you. I need to hear that you actually do want to have kids. But she, the first thing that came out of her mouth was she says say that she's indifferent. I cannot have indifferent for me. I want you to be definitive a definitive yes you know that that's that's just me so they switch over they go to brett's um brett goes to olivia's um olivia's uh parents and family and the dad's i think i think it was the dad because she has a dad and stepfather so i think it was the dad that says yes it was the dad so the dad goes you know olivia has a christian upbringing so how do you feel about that? Are you do you follow? And he says, no, I I don't follow anymore. I used to, and her and I talked about it in the big you know last night, and he's like, oh okay, um, the the and the dad goes, are you gonna go back into that life? And the and Brett was saying like, no, I'm not gonna go back into that life. I do like the uh what is it? How did he say it? He did like the the structure the structure of the christian faith and the values and all that stuff but he wasn't going to do any of the sacraments and all those things and i respect that you know i i kind of wish i had more of a backbone in my own relationship uh, back with my uh, ex-fiance to say that to the to say that to her parents who are also elders in their own respective church because again uh i went to a Catholic I went to a Catholic school when I was growing up uh and then at age 14 I moved I went to public school and that was pretty much it for like the whole Catholicism and all that stuff again me right now today at the time of this podcast I believe in God and but I'm more spiritual than anything you know I don't follow like the religions I I have definitely had sex before marriage I continue to have sex before marriage and I'm not going to stop having sex before marriage but I do like the sentiments and the structure of the Christian faith. And I like that. So that's what I'm going to continue to do. You know, I, I don't feel that I need to stop that. But of course, when you're dealing with parents who are also elders in their church, they want you to be Christ like and be as, anointed as a priest and that was not going to work for me <laughs> you know i cannot be that i can only be me and that lasted for so long before we had to part ways so i am i'm happy for brett that he stuck to his guns and didn't fold and try to placate the people around him to survive a couple more weeks or something like that he was like no this is who i am and i respect who you guys are but this is who i am so you have to respect that as well and they understood that even olivia's dad he was saying that he's a man i think he's a man's man you know he said um there was no hesitation to any of his answers he said you can be rich you can be poor 
But if you're not honest, then you have nothing. So there's that. You know, so I appreciate Brett with that. But at also at the other end, I didn't forget of his douchey ways back at his bachelor party, you know, trying to talk to every girl available, you know, so that I think that's kind of like the yin and yang or the give and take. Sure, he has the confidence, too. But on the other spectrum of that is the arrogance. And that's what we saw at the bachelor party. Now, I don't know. I'm still kind of iffy about Brett because maybe he was just acting that way because even though he was uh he was uh I mean he's well he wasn't married but he was engaged I guess if if you can call it that you know he was still quote-unquote single so maybe that's why he was uh doing all that but now he seems to be on the up and up he doesn't seem like a jerk but for some reason, I do believe that he is going to just show his hand again and just be this, you know, Captain Douchebag, you know, a, a Chad type character that everybody hates. I think he's going to be that way. I, I don't know. So Woody and Amani. So they, um, Amani sees Woody's family, his mom, his grandma, and 12 other people. And... They say that the Woody's mom says that Woody seeming seemingly gets really angry sometimes and that the mom has seen the devil come up out of him, that he was just rambunctious and like he would yell and stuff like that. And Amani was like, oh, no, well, I'm not dealing with that. I am not dealing with that at all. You know, so. um, Yeah, she was like, I'm going to have to have a talk with him about that. So they switch over and Woody is talking with Amani's family and they and they ask him, you know, what kind of husband do you want to be like? And of course he says caring, learning, and all that good stuff. You know, he wants he wants to be good for Amani because he he really likes her. He he sees a lot of her. He he see, he sees a lot that he likes in her. And he gets to talk about his last relationship. He was in a well, I don't know about his last relationship, but he was definitely in a four-year relationship. They both cheated, um, but he is definitely secure in this relationship. And, of course, they ask him once they hear that, what, cheated? Like, are you going to be faithful to Amani because I'm going to beat your ass and all that stuff? And he's like, no, no, no. I'm going to be fine. I was younger back then. I'm good. So that's good. So Henry and Christina. Uh, Christina. We see Christina meet Henry's family first, and she's having a good time. And again, with the dads, freaking the dad thinks that <laughs> Henry's overrated. He has a big hairy chest, that he's a mama's boy, and he pouts a lot. And you should be able to handle him because he's soft, and you can dominate him. And it's like, bro, what are you doing? I mean, I she. Christina later said that it was jokes because he does really respect his son, but still, it's like, I mean, isn't isn't there like a little truth to every joke? So it's like, come on, man. And then uh, he says he's non-confrontational. And then she says, oh, okay, goodness. Thank goodness, because I like that. And that gives me an indication of her past relationships where I, because she says that she, this is the first time that she has been the aggressor in her relationship. So to me, that seems that like she just really dated lots of douches and she didn't really have a say in what was going on. 
So for Henry to be non-confrontational, non-confrontational, I guess that's a good thing for her because now she can not necessarily win fights, but just be like, oh, okay, I don't have to feel like I'm walking on eggshells because this guy is constantly on edge, you know, so that's good. But then at the same time, I don't think she wants it completely down to, you know, she doesn't want it from 11 to 2, you know, she probably wants Henry to be like a 6 to be like, okay, yeah, he's not confrontational, but I'm sure she doesn't want to push over either. And this is what Henry is kind of displaying. You know, he's very meek. He keeps to himself. Kind of, he seems like he doesn't have a backbone. And that kind of needs to change. He needs to, you know, put put some pep into a step. You know, so ho- ho- hopefully that works out for him. Oh, yeah, so <laughs> here here's another Christina gem. So... <laughs> They ask, they ask Christina, because she's a flight attendant, right? So they ask her, hey, how is marriage and your job, how's it going to be for you guys? Because, you know, you're a flight attendant. And she's like, oh, well, it's, it's going to be great because we're going to be in first class and first class spoils the attendants and the, the seats lean back and they give you bottles of champagne and blah, blah, blah. And it's like, no like we mean how is how is the relationship going to be since you're going to be gone for three out of the seven days of the week you know what i mean like she didn't even answer the question properly what she thought about was being spoiled and what she thought about was herself again you know what i mean like i don't understand how people are not seeing this unless it's just me and i'm bitter and that's half right (laughs) because i am bitter but at the same time, like she's saying these things. I'm not making these things up. I'm I don't I'm not it's not my fault that you guys aren't connecting the damn dots. They're right there. <laughs> you know, I, I don't like this chick, man. I don't. <laughs> I really don't. But I don't know, man. <sighs> it's, it's it's crazy. But so we go to Henry with Christina's parent uh parents. You know, the, I think it's, yeah, the mom, the grandma, and the aunt. So, um, it's funny, again, the, the same quietness. Henry doesn't really talk to them, and they're trying to just, it's like pulling teeth. They're trying to pull just information out of him, and he's just, again, very meek, looking side to side, not really making any eye contact, and then, I believe it's the aunt. Yes, it's the aunt that said to Henry that Christina's biggest asset is communication and you're going to need to communicate with her if you if you want to do anything with her. You know, it's a big thing for her. So I guess that's another thing with the whole uh, non-confrontational thing. Maybe she wants to get her point across and like her, uh, her, Uh, significant others were like ah f you like shut up i don't want to hear nothing so yeah so henry you really need to work on that that confidence buddy (laughs) like you really do uh so this is nearing the end of the episode and all the couples find out that their honeymoon is to mexico and oh man i i really need to find out what that um what that uh 
that plot, not plaza, but where, where they're staying at, because that place is freaking beautiful. That's the one thing I like about this show, because every time they go to the honeymoon, it's like really, really nice. But maybe like the last two seasons were phenomenal, like phenomenal. I need to, I need to see where they went and just go there. Not even on my honeymoon, just to go there with a chick, you know, cause it's, it looks gorgeous. Looks absolutely gorgeous. Yeah, so last thoughts. Brad is being, he's kind of acting a little too nice. And um, hold on for a second. Karen is still nervous about Miles, always protecting herself on the bed. Like even in the in the honeymoon thing, they come home, they come home from eating dinner and she's like talking about all this. She literally lists every single thing that she ate. And it's, it was probably like 11 things that she uh, said she's like I ate pineapple I ate steak I ate ribs I ate this I ate that like she named them all and Miles was like man I really love a woman who knows how to eat and isn't self-conscious about her eating and she's like yeah and then all of a sudden she gets that freaking lumbar pillow again and puts it in front of her to, you know to try to like you know it's kind of like boy it's it's dick repellent right now you know that that's what it is like it it, it alerts to Miles like don't come next to me and she's like, all right, you know, um, I'm going to get into bed. Oh, oh, that was the thing that really got on my nerves because I thought that something something was going to happen. Well, not the big thing, but she was like, oh, I'm going to get comfortable on the bed and I'm going to sleep on the top of the bed. And, oh, like over the covers. And he's like, OK. And then he says, well, I'm going to sleep under the covers. And then she's like, well, why don't you sleep on top of the covers with me? And he's like, oh, okay. You know, so he does. And I'm like, oh, shoot, okay. Karen, okay, Karen is getting a little comfortable. That's cool. Then then that's when she starts talking about the left side of the menu and everything that she ate. And then she freaking uses that lumbar pillow. And then he's on the complete opposite side of the bed. And then... She freaking falls asleep, and he's like, all right. So he falls asleep, too. And I was like, this is whack. Like, you you set him up for, for nothing. Like, come on, man. You got him all happy? Well, all right. You didn't get him all happy. You got me happy. <laughs> you know? And nothing happened. What the hell, man? This is whack. Anyway, the last couple, Woody and Imani. So this this is the thing. This is another thing that I, that I hate that chicks do. So... They're getting comfortable, and she just outright tells him, like, look, I don't want to have sex yet. You know, I think we need to get more comfortable, blah, 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 all this stuff. But you have been you have been um, getting notches off of the chastity belt and all that stuff because, I don't know, he was doing some, he was doing some things that they didn't show us, but he told us. And every time that he did something that she liked, she's like, ooh, that's one notch off the belt and not and not even like sexual things too just like oh i think when they when they um not clocked in what what do you what do you call it when they um you know what i'm trying to say when they uh got to the place and they oh they checked in there you go they that they checked in and he was he said yeah we're the like russell family i think that's what his last name is like we're the russell family and she was like, the what? He was like, you know, the Russell family, because that's what we are. We do the, we do things the Russell way. And she's like, ooh, like, that's one notch, that's one notch off the belt. And he's like, what? And then he's like, what does that mean? And he's like, well, you know, I have a proverbial chastity belt. And, you know, each 
time that you do something, you know, it takes, you know, it takes away a notch. And then he did something else too. I forget what he said, but like, okay, there's two notches off the belt now. So she's like, yeah, I don't want to have any sex, blah, blah. You know, I just want to, you know, there's more ways to being intimate and blah, blah, blah. And then he's like, all right, cool. So he's just chilling. And she's like, you know, dame besos. And then she, and he was like, what? What does that mean? He's like, that means give me kiss in Spanish. And then they kiss. And I'm like, the fuck? I'm like, oh, you're so whack. You tell me straight to my face that we ain't having sex or nothing. But you want me to give you a kiss. Like, so I can't get what I want. But you demand that I give you what you want. You know what I mean? Like, come on, man. And then the whole, like, notches on the belt thing. How many notches do I got to take off? Trust me. That's a trick answer. Because I bet you there's, like, 15 notches on that damn proverbial chastity belt. Like, that's what chicks do, man. Like, they want to just keep putting that, what is it? Putting that carrot on a on a stick in front of you so that you can just, you know, hop for it you know, anytime they want and you can't, you're almost there, almost there, almost there. You know what I mean? Just, just to play you. <laughs> so whack. Oh man. But anyway, that's the end of the show. Um, of course they showed other upcoming attractions and upcoming scenes for the next episode. I do not remember a one. <laughs> you know, I really don't remember anything. I mean, I know Christina and Henry, they get a little, they get a little better, uh, Amelia and Bennett. I think there was like a little, a little quarrel. I, um, I'm not sure, but definitely Brett and Olivia. They had a little tiff because I think they're gonna talk about kids again. And she says that she really doesn't see herself as a mom. So you see, and and then Brett kind of is like, you know, like oh man, because you see, that's the thing. That's why I don't like the indifferent thing, and that's why I don't like her saying. Uh, you know, I I need I want to be a little bit selfish and do things now before I have kids. But now you're saying that I don't see myself as a mom. So I don't like that. You see, you you just changed everything because before I thought it was like, okay, maybe she just needs time to herself and then we'll be able to settle things and then okay, in in life we'll be able we'll have a child later. But now you don't see yourself as a mom. That sounds like somebody who does not want to have kids, <laughs> you know. So that so that's horrible, and that really sinks. Because how about if Brett wants to have kids? Now, that's the thing. See, she should have put, "I don't want kids." You know that that's what she should have put. I don't want kids because now you sound like you don't want kids more than you do. And to somebody that wants kids, no doubt that admission sounds horrible so i don't know but we'll definitely see what goes on um next week thank you for listening i know this was a long episode and thank you for listening to the whole entire thing thank you so much um this has been the inquisitive nobody podcast where i ponder process and project my thoughts all right thank you guys bye